Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this week we're going to talk about something that came up in a recent seminar I did, and that has to do with forgetting the course or um, getting lost in the course or kind of forgetting where you are, getting distracted. And then also something I'm going to add to this, which is, because it came up as well, but and I think it's related, you know, doing the quote hard part of your exercises or your course, and then kind of messing up what you thought was the easy part, okay? And um, I'm going to throw that all together. So we've talked about different pieces of this in previous podcasts, and I'll um, try to gather a couple suggestions for you in the show notes if you want a refresher. Um, But when we uh, forget courses or forget where we are or do the hard parts and not the easy part, all of that has to do with two major major buckets of things, okay? And of course, within those buckets, you know, are, are smaller threads that we could pull apart. But they either have to do with ring nerves, okay? Or they have to do with your ability to focus and stay present, aka mental stamina, for longer periods of time, all right? And I will start with the latter first, and then we'll take the ring nerves part in the second half of this conversation. So, um, when we talk about focus, it's hard to stay focused, even if you're running agility and you're only in the ring for technically 40 seconds, there's still a lot going on that your mind has to really be uber present for, focus on, execute against, you know, there's plans, there's your dogs, this, and this is happening, and you know, we're the judges and all of these things, right? And so it doesn't matter if you're in obedience or you're in rally, actually it might even be harder because you are in those rings for longer periods of time. Um, Obedience, you can be in that ring for five plus minutes. Um, I know that when I do carding or draft with my dogs, I can be in the ring like 10 or 12 minutes. And so we're working, our dogs are working without, you know, any more reward than our voice, maybe in between exercises or something, depending on how it's structured. And so it's a long time to perform and stay present. And um, right now, as I record this, the uh, soccer, the Women's World Cup soccer aka football, is starting up this weekend. And, you know, of course, while I know zippity doo about soccer, except whatever Ted Lasso taught me, um, I really love these kind of elite events to see like the athletes and the commitment. And of course, my God, the physical stamina to play soccer for that long is just beyond me, right? I, I get huffy and puffy at the end of an agility run. But um, they're staying focused for, you know, Min, you know, an hour and a half, you know, or, you know, 45 minutes and 45 minutes and plus extra time. So when we think about that, we think 
we have to give ourselves a little bit of of space in that we don't just do that overnight, right? They didn't just start doing that and have that ability to focus for that length of time and really stay present, okay? But it is a mental stamina of sorts that we have to build up to. And it starts with learning to be present in the moment and really blocking out the other things that don't matter, right? When you look at those kinds of athletes, whether it's at the World Cup or Olympics or, you know, again, whatever the elite sport is, they aren't also thinking about their grocery list or laundry or what another competitor said to them as they were headed into the ring or, you know, what happened in the parking lot that morning, whatever. I mean, they are blocking it all out. And of course, some of them, you know, at those elite levels, you know, they just get shuttled around. They don't have to think about any of those things out. Even their clothes are laid out for them. Their food is laid out for them. Of course, yes. But they are trained to really focus on their mental game and be able to stay in their game for the whatever length of time is required. And that is a thing that we need to really put more focus on and really learn and practice doing. And a lot of us are taking some time off in the summer because it's, you know, a jillion degrees and it's a good time to do that. Or maybe you've just finished, you know, getting to the invitational. If so, congratulations. Um, you know, or for whatever reason, but this is a great time to work on ourselves, right? And so mental stamina can come from a lot of different places. Um, what it means, what it, what it means to not be distracted in the ring or not forget where you're going or where the course is or not, you know, notice things that are happening outside the ring. All of that, all of those things are like, think of our dogs when we, they suddenly like need a break, right? Their minds get full and they go away from us or they leave us or they, they shake or or whatever, because they're like, ooh, too much, too much. I need a distraction. And some dogs, when it's too intense, they'll just leave. My first dog would just be like, oh, this is a lot. I got to go. And what he was is that what I figured out, he wasn't being naughty necessarily. I mean, he had a naughty streak. Let's not kid ourselves. But he wasn't, that wasn't his, the impetus of his behavior. What he was doing was the pressure was too intense and he was giving himself a break. So sometimes what we are doing when we get distracted in the ring, our, our minds need a break because the, the focus, the amount of focus that we were doing was, quote, too much and our, our minds needed a break. So that could be happening. Um, you could be, you know, putting all of that emphasis on the hard part of it. And then when that's over, your mind goes, oh, thank goodness that's over. And again, your mind's taking a break when really you should still be, quote, staying in the game and focusing. So if you are having that difficulty, if you're having that problem, if you are also not remembering the course, you know, some of that has to do with your ability to focus for long periods of time. And to really, when I say focus, yes, I want you to be thinking about all the things you're doing, right? There are steps that you are doing. There are things that you are executing. You are asking your dog to do. You are in a certain position. I mean, it's complicated, right? There's all, like, as they say in Bulldog, there's a lot going on here, okay? Um, so there's a lot going on, but it also has to do with your ability, your brain's ability to stay in the present moment, in the thing that is happening right now. Because if you were in that present moment, then you would be 
remembering the, the next piece of the course, the next thing, because you're connected to your dog and you're seeing what's happening next. And you're seeing that, yeah, there's three more jumps or two more exercises before you can leave the ring or, you know, don't walk past that sign, you know, because you're, you're seeing that sign instead. So we want to really think about how we can build focus. You know, I always talk about meditation, but I always talk about it with a caveat because I know that meditation is overwhelming to some people or they're turned off by it or they can't imagine, you know, sitting, you know, in a dark room with whale sounds or whatever on a cushion for an hour. And I'm not asking you to do that. Okay. I mean, whale sounds fine, but like, I don't, I'm not asking you to do that. But meditation of any sort, whether it's a walking meditation where you're just listening to the sounds, maybe it's just focusing on bird sounds or, you know, going for a hike where you're just thinking about like, um, you know, trees or, or whatever, like those count as meditation as well. And what we're doing in those moments when we meditate, whether we do sit in a room and listen to whale sounds and sit on a cushion, even for three minutes, um, we are learning to let everything else go in that moment. And by doing that, we're simplifying for our brain all of the things our brain has to worry about, right? We don't need to worry about the grocery list. We don't need to worry about the fact that we just ran out of joint supplement or whatever. We can, we can hold that for later. And so getting present and getting used to just being in your thoughts, just focusing on yourself. That's why a lot of meditation focuses with just thinking about your breath, just and not even changing your breath, just thinking about the fact that you're breathing in and you're breathing out and just bringing your awareness to yourself instead of all of these outside things, you know, bringing your awareness inward, they would say, they, those smart meditator type people. Um, and, um, not in dropping basically all of the other things is really going to help you build that focus. Plus it's relaxing. It has other health benefits. They've studied, you know, they've said that, yes, science has said this has amazing properties of like healing and brain health and calming and all of these other things. So yes, meditation is one way to do it. You're also going to get there, quote, organically um, by doing it more and more, right? Like we said, those soccer players, you know, they've been doing this since they were like, they could walk probably. And so they've been building this ability to focus over time again and again. So if this is something you're struggling with and you are newer to dog sports, you're going to get better. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. You're going to get better. You can accelerate this, but like you're going to get better. And the other thing I would say is practice being more present and more focused, even in class situations. I think that we let ourselves off the hook a lot when we go to like a group class and, you know, maybe it's more of a social class or, you know, we're seeing people we like and we're having conversations and we're so relaxed that, you know, as we're dropping our leash or taking off our leash, you know, as we begin, whether we're beginning a healing exercise or whatever, you know, we might even be like having a quick conversation with the instructor, right? I do that. Um, but that's not helpful to our ability to focus, right? So we need to make sure that we are doing things that get us in the game. And yes, that will help you learn the course in a way that when you are focused on the course, then you're focused on breaking it down maybe into sections and like, okay, now I'm in this section. Now I have to, you know, stay in it. Maybe you have this mantra before you walk in the ring, like stay in it. Or when you walk the course and you're down to those, those last three exercises or jumps that are supposed to be quote, the easy ones, you use that as a handling cue and you say, stay in it, right? Or 
Um, if you're forgetting the course after a certain part of it, you have a mantra of saying like, okay, next the blue or next go to the right or something like that, that reminds you. So think of those moments as like handling cues when you know that your, your brain, your mental stamina is going to feel fatigue in those moments. How can you use an upcoming exercise, obstacle, jump, whatever, to remind yourself to like get back in the game, get back into focus. Okay. Because when we disconnect. We know our dogs disconnect and that can cause all kinds of other problems. All right. So those are like a few ways um, when we're thinking about how mental stamina affects our ability to remember and stay in it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how ring nerves affect our ability to remember courses and stay present and not get distracted. Okay. Super quick. If you've been DIYing your mindset, it might be time to commit to the Q membership. Each month, we take on a different theme and go deep on those topics each week. Handlers report back they have improved their confidence, gotten a handle on pressure, reduced their ring nerves, and more. The link to the membership is always in the show notes, and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual option, be sure to put Q Podcast in at checkout to get an additional month for free. You also get a coaching call with me. Back to the show. Okay, we're talking about remembering courses, you know, remembering to run the whole course, not just, the, you know, do really well in the hard parts and kind of like let up, if you will, on the easy parts. Same goes for, you know, different parts of obedience or rally or, you know, draft or any sport that you're playing. You know, there's, there's some aspects that sometimes we get, we get tired, right? Or we get distracted. And where's that coming from? So in the first half of this, we talked about the fact that some of it can be, might be coming from our mental stamina or our ability to focus for longer periods of time and what we can do to extend that. In this half, we're going to talk about the effects of ring nerves on our ability to think clearly and what we can do about it. So yeah, as you probably, if you've been listening to the podcast or if you want to go back and listen to other episodes, I've talked a little bit about, or a lot about, I guess, how fear works and how it clouds our ability to think clearly and therefore function at our best, perform at our best. And in short, when I'm saying fear, it could, it's ring nerves, right? So you might be saying, well, like, I'm not afraid. Okay, nobody's calling you afraid of cat. I'm just saying that ring nerves, fear, whatever that is, fear of failure, wherever your ring nerves are coming from, what ends up happening is you are signaling to your brain. So you're the front of your brain. Your, so if you think of your brain in kind of three parts, the frontal cortex is seeing a situation, a scenario, an experience, you know, and saying like, oh, should I be nervous about this? And it sends a signal to the midbrain and the midbrain goes, mm, based on past experiences, yeah, yeah, we should be nervous. We should be afraid. Let me tell the lizard brain, you know, the amygdala and let's get, let's get them involved here, right? So the signal goes to the amygdala, which is responsible for your involuntary things, breathing, hormones, um, you know, heartbeat, blood flow, all of that kind of stuff. And it says, hey, alarm, we need to be very afraid here. We've got a situation. And so what happens when the amygdala gets in charge, it says, all right, well, this is, we're in danger, clearly. Um, and so I need to, I being the medulla, need to, you know, redirect uh, blood flow. So I'm going to take blood flow up to 30% away from the brain 
and redirect it to other places like the big muscle groups. That means I'm also taking it away from, you know, um, say your digestion, which is my, maybe you get a little sick to your stomach before you run. Um, but taking it from the brain could give you a headache, right? Maybe you get a headache before you run. Um, and then it also says, okay, speed up the heartbeat, speed up the breathing, make it a little more shallow, flood the body with hormones, maybe, you know, cortisol, some different things, some stress hormones, and really, you know, maybe dilate the, your pupils. Let's get this party started. Like we ought to be ready to run from whatever this is is. Okay. When that happens, you heard me say, right, that some of the blood flow up to 30% is redirected away from the brain. Okay. Remember that part where we need the brain to think. (laughs) Okay. So sometimes when people get so nervous, it's the, the outcome or the symptom of that or the, the thing that other people could see is they like suddenly forget the course. Why? Because they literally have 30% less thinking capacity, right? They're not using, being able to use their frontal cortex. Now the frontal cortex is, is responsible for things like plans, strategies, futures, you know? So when we walk a course or we make a plan for obedience or rally or draft or agility or whatever, again, whatever the sport is, we make those plans and then we get nervous. We forget the plan. So when you are in the ring and you are forgetting the rest of the course, um, that can be because your ring nerves got the best of you. And now your brain is like, no, I'm out. I've done everything I can do to get us to this point. Like, this is too much. It's too much. I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know how we got here, but, um, yeah, we're still breathing and my heart's going super fast, right? So our ring nerves can exacerbate or cause or be the root even of us forgetting the course, of us doing the hard part, but then suddenly being like, okay, that was it. I expended all of my mental energy. Now I forget the easy part. Or now I, I use the expression, I let down, right? And I, and I didn't try, feels like, feels like we're not trying it hard, which really, we just might not have any gas left in the tank to do the three jumps on the way home, you know? And um, so our ring nerves can have an effect on that too. So if you are someone who is struggling with remembering the course or struggling with, I'm going to call it finishing the course, right? Doing the hard parts, but then maybe letting up and not being able to execute on the easy parts, you know, if ring nerves could be impacting that, right? Because the other part of it is too, is if you're getting distracted, you know, maybe you're like, hey, we do great. And it's not the easy hard part is my problem. We get distracted partway through. Well, some of that, again, is your brain needing a break because you just did this really hard focus part. And again, if you are dealing with ring nerves, you're almost running with, you almost have to think of it as running with like reduced capacity because you're not, you don't have access to the whole brain. You don't have access to the the front part in, in full, right? Obviously you have access to some of it, but like the part that made the plan is suddenly like off the reservation, right? And you're like, um how do I bring that, that back online, right? Um, how do I bring that part of my brain back online, back thinking like, hey, we made a plan here. Where is it? And instead that part of the brain is like, I don't know. I don't know. Ask the lizard brain. I can't. I just can't. Okay. So all of those factors can really affect us. So when you are having trouble remembering a course, try to figure out why, where is this coming from? Or if you're having trouble 
quote, finishing a course or doing the easy parts as well as the hard parts, figure out, am I nervous? Like, is it, are my ring nerves causing this? Or do I need more mental stamina? Or am I getting distracted partway through because I'm either nervous or I'm getting fatigued, like mentally tired? Like, what is the cause of this? Because for me, just like yelling at myself and treating myself terribly, right? Saying all the mean words and being like, oh, you're just dumb or try harder or I can't believe you forgot the course again or how dumb are you or all that. That doesn't help either. (laughs) Okay. Spoiler alert, that does not help either. So instead, I find that if I figure out what's at the root and solve the root, oh, lo and behold, the problem is solved and is solved more um, for like a longer term than just a quick fix. Okay. So if that is your issue, I would love to know, give me some feedback. Let me know what, what is working for you. Um, the other thing to remember is if regardless of whether you think it's a nerve issue or a stamina, mental stamina issue, when you are walking the course or making your plan or, you know, uh, getting organized for your run, again, whatever sport it is, make sure that you are building in like some, I'm, I'm calling them handler cues within certain places so that you can remember to do things. So for instance, if we're walking an agility course, it's a little easier. You know, maybe you pick a point after a certain sequence or before the end when it's the last three jumps, or, you know, when you think this is kind of a hard part that you were having trouble remembering, just, you know, tell yourself that like, ooh, when I finish this, remember this is next or remember next is the left turn or, you know, something like that. So work in handler cues, reminders, and to turn that into, you know, something that works for you. So, or it might just be like, hey, stay in the game, still more, three more jumps, let's focus, you know, um, stay with your dog, reconnect, you know, maybe it's when I go around that corner, I need to make sure I reconnect. Could be that simple, right? So handler cues can really help us out in that moment too. So, Like I said, let me know what works for you. Always love the feedback. Always love ideas for, you know, podcasts too. So let me know how it's going. And as always, no matter what you're up to this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.